Oh yeah. Dan, how are you, man? What's good, dude? Carol, I haven't seen you in like fucking 20 years. Oh know? yeah, it's been a very long time. Um, so, you're, so you're at West now? Yeah, I'm in, I live in Portland now. Okay, no shit. I've been awesome. out in Portland for like yeah. 15 years, right? Yeah, I've been out here for like 17, yeah, 15, 17 wow. years. It's been, yeah, for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wild how we're able to just like speak about time in those units now that we're as old as we are right it's just like know, oh well right? yeah almost, like almost a score of years yeah, yeah. But not yeah. quite a score just like <laughs> a fortnight of years yeah <laughs> a fortnight of years yes uh that's that's the that's the tagline for this episode um fortnight of years no yeah. doubt well welcome everybody to Master Shake Theater, the uh, preeminent uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jim. Uh, with us today, we have have Dan, Dan and Carl, um, both uh, both loyal guests of of this franchise of shows. We're happy to have them both. Dan, in particular, a lot, a lot of episodes recently. Um, yeah, I've been putting in the work lately. Ra- rapidly becoming sort of like a tertiary quaternary <laughs> host, and we love to see it. Um, today we are are talking about one of the most legendary episodes of the show, of the series. Um, season 2, episode 16, Broodwitch. Uh, this episode aired November 2nd, 2003. And high level here. While digging in the yard for treasure... Shake discovers an underground cavern that contains an evil submarine sandwich that transports him to another realm. I would actually say that, like, that is one of the more descriptive wikis that I've read because a lot of the times the <laughs> wikis end up like being almost joke level vague. But this one is is good. Um, before we get into this episode, I want to get like a um, a read from you guys on like what your first encounter with the this episode or the content in it was because i think like everybody has a pretty special relationship with this one uh yeah man this was this one like i i know i always make the jokes about like you know which episodes like was the most quoted amongst friends but uh i got this problem licked but i really want to lick that sandwich was probably (laughs) amongst the friends the most and like pretty much was all I really remembered about the episode until I rewatched it. And I've watched it a couple times since then. And it's just, it's, it's a gem. Uh, Carl, what about you? Honestly, um, this one, like, okay, so this, all right, this one happened. I was like, probably like, like eighth, ninth grade. Right. Yeah. But um, when I started, like, I worked at like this, like fancy beer wine deli shop in uh, BG, like when I was in high school. And I always just kind of had this moment where I was just like, what if I just made the bird witch and ruined somebody's life? <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, like literally all you would have to do is. Yeah. And like, it was just like, because I was just like making these like fucking stupid ass, like white people hoagies for the Bowling Green Intelligentsia. And I'm just like, what? Could I do it? Could I fucking do it? And um, I think that's kind of just like where I ended up and just like, dude, the bird witch, like goals, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I originally saw this episode, you know, th- this this whole segment of the show was when I was actually going out of my way to watch it every week in one way or another. Um, so like very specifically like Fall of 03, I think was like the only time that I um, was consistently watching the shows every, you know, Sunday or whatever it was on live. It just so happens that that's also the best part of the show. <laughs> so... Um, that being said, 
I was reminded of this episode and got actually is one of the things that prompted me to want to do this podcast, if we're being really honest, um, when a couple years ago now, um, binging with Babish, you know, I was about to ask if he if he did a brood witch. Yeah, binging with Babish did the brood witch. It's like down the best thing. So if you're not familiar, um, those of you in the sound of my voice, binging with Babish is like this insanely popular cooking YouTube um, channel. When the whole thing is this, you know, very, very soft spoken, baritone voiced sort of 2011 Williamsburg hipster guy named Babish um, makes voiceover videos of him cooking foods from various TV shows and movies. Um, So this obviously ends up being one of the most entertaining things that you can make in that scope. And I was just like, oh man, this is, this is good. And I'm really excited to actually watch uh, because it does a little cutaway where it like does the, it shows the monologue about the, about the brood witch that they do in this episode. And I was like, oh, I can't, I can't wait. Uh, So fast forward about two years finally getting to watch this episode it's been it felt like a big like moment like i was like okay this is this is actually this is actually happening this was aquatine aquatine made it because <laughs> finally is there a yeah i think that like they were good yeah yeah i think in a, in a lot like of ways generational stuff right there man yeah <laughs> totally there's a lot of, a lot of cross-generational you're completely right um, like, I feel like when, when this episode came out, man, I was like binging with bab- Babbage's and I'm just like, I just, I'm having a hard time with that. Like just that exists right now um, in, you know, uh, the public consciousness. Yeah. It's wild. Like the, if you would have told anybody seeing this episode that uh, in like real time in 2003, that, oh, well, you see in, in 17 years, there's going to be a, uh, a YouTube, what the fuck is YouTube channel where a guy um, makes this um, makes this sandwich for a video with like smarmy narration over it. I would I would have lost my mind. I, I mean, at this day and age, mind. YouTube was purely just for like watching music videos and yeah. I mean, well, YouTube. I think <laughs> YouTube was still two years out from even being launched at this point. Really? It was like it was like oh, Yahoo man. launch and then like friggin' yeah. pure volume yeah so we're still yeah we're still going to like was it eichmann's world or ebom's world for like fucking yeah memeable, the, the various cartoons the various flash websites time. they were like quick times and like mpegs yeah. and mtv was all like oh my god like send us your mpegs man and like i just that's i don't know that that happens that's a deep, deep unlocked memory for me. Uh, God, MTV yeah. telling us to send us, send them our MPEGs. It's unbelievable. Um, no, that that being said, like I think that yeah, this 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 episode in particular had a pretty outsized uh, pop culture impact by that measure alone, right? So yeah, yeah. Like, I've, I've been watching ba- Babish freaking uh, make the fruit witch right now. That red he uses <laughs> is like bright motherfucking red, dude. It's yeah, so it's bright. cool. Like I want, I want more. I know that this just like makes me a mark and a hack, but I want more brightly colored food. Like one yeah. of the things that I always do when I'm in New York City is I get one of those fucking like, like rainbow bagels because it's just fun. Right. Yeah. I made a rainbow cake in 2011 for Valentine's Day because we were all like, let's get fucked up and 
hang out with Valentine's Day and not be Valentine's Day. And that definitely happened was rainbow food. Did you call it Valentine's gay? Uh, Honestly, like I I was about to like realize that I was queer. So uh, pretty much. Yeah. You're liking the vibes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Although like a couple years ago, like they had that uh that all black burger Burger King, right? Yep. Order. Oh, yeah. They I did told and... the, the murdered out Burger King burger, dude. Yeah, the... yeah. Oh, yeah. That happened. Well, I mean... and then they they had the angry Whopper too, which was like the red version, and that that the bread on that looked like the Broodwitch bread. Like yeah. it's just basically like flaming hot baguette, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like really me think about I'm like thinking about freaking funny colored food now, and I'm like I can only just think about the Doritos Locos taco, and that's like oh my gosh, yeah, the flaming hot one is like and Baja Blast probably doesn't count even though it is like neon green. I mean, Doritos almost happened, right? Yeah, I can't believe Doritos did almost. I think that so flaming hot Mountain Dew is a, I still haven't tried it because like I get a tummy ache just thinking about it, oh, but man. I apparently the flaming hot Mountain Dew is actually good. Dude, so like, like maybe it was like 2012 like when we started talking about actually later than that started talking about um like making like Doritos cocktails mm-hmm. but they just like made the inverse of that yeah yeah it's it's fucking cool like yeah making a Doritos cordial would still be a fun fun thing to do no it's doubt like a, it's real Dr. Caligari with that shit man I I don't know <laughs> I mean, I feel like it has its appeal, though, because, like, a lot of, like, my, like, Latin friends, like, they love to get this spicy fruit, you know, where you'll go get, like, the fruit cup, and they'll just yeah. put, like, tons of chili powder oh, yeah. and shit on it. So, I mean, I feel like there's, like, an appeal for, like, the taste variety of it. But yeah. it just sounds like, like you said, Jim, it's like, it's like, like, a, like one of those uh, Mike and Ike hots, like, just, just in yeah. liquid form, and it just sounds so gross. Man, yeah, it's I, but you want that brightly colored food, dog. So you should I know, probably go and, and drink it. And here's the thing: is I do be monster I, tattoo. One of my toxic traits is I do be loving some hot tamales, <laughs> the, the cinnamon candy. I don't know what it is about me, man, but like I, those uh, it's one of those candies. Anything in the Mike and Ike family, you, if you put it in front of me, I will just eat them until my feet hurt. Like oh, it's, it's just definitely good in plenties, man. Those really grosses, like the licorice ones. Ugh. Listen. I, I'm a I got I got on the black licorice loud pack early um and so I love it and I love anything that's like herbaceous and anisey tasting like that I like malort like I like fernet all those things right like those are those are just so like good and plenty is too or just kind of like the gateway licorice so even as a child I was like hell yeah but I kind of just like sustained myself licorice wise in those for a while then I was like oh wait a minute like this is fun to play with in booze. Like, just looking like the craft cocktail world too. Like, people are all about spicy margaritas now, and I'm like, this is just eat a flaming hot Dorito and drink a margarita, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you have salsa and chips like right there. Like, yeah, yeah. just drink your normal margarita. Yeah, I feel like the the, the Mountain Dew, the flaming hot Mountain Dew, is just Fireball without the alcohol. Like, it's just like the. <laughs> Like Jim, it's Jim's, it's Jim's fireball. Cinnamon soda, dude. I would listen. I, I'm that kind of motherfucker that I would, I would drink a goddamn virgin fireball because I am trash. Uh, I mean, all you really have to do is just like honestly, like grab some like plain Lacroix, like you know, plain, <laughs> and uh, just soak it in red hots, man. Yeah, just, just, just infuse 
Just yeah, put some damn Red Hots in no, there. Yeah, were, the red, were the Red Hots the Mike and Ike versions? Or were the Red no, Hots like those little tiny those ones? Like those little tiny little... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those things were... Yeah, those things were gnarly. It'd just be like the Skittles, like the Skittles vodka of those who are not partaking, you know? Yeah. That's, it that's true. Totally just like, yeah, it feels like it's like homemade fireball. <laughs> yeah, dude, like... Dude, it's... We have like evil like palates. You're right. Like, our palates are evil. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing is that everybody it's i think there's a really interesting cultural um thing where like as as life gets more uncomfortable people um people crave spicy food more like you see that in like that fucking like places in the, in the global south that have spicier cuisines it's just like spicy food is a fucking form of escapism and so now the shit's getting more fucked up in the global north everybody's like oh let's do it let's eat let's eat the fucking spicy food now i would argue um so it's also the classic um i'm more hardcore than you thing yeah. so let's get into oh, it and realize oh wait a minute holy shit this is actually kind of awesome and they kind yeah. of just like keep like going on that like the amount of humans that i have like just from the restaurant business like i mean like I want it super spicy and they just like get a spicy thing and they just fucking die because yep. it's just part of the like, they're just trying to like impress their bros and stuff and i'm sorry to bring right. it here but trying to get clout with it yeah, yeah. it's like it's the classic like clout. i can eat more bacon than you i can do this thing more than you blah blah, blah. like i can eat more epic bacon than you <laughs> epic bacon I mean, that's probably how Epic Mealtime freaking sprouted out of all that crap, like, oh, back yeah. in the day, dude, like. Again, Dr. Calgary, bunch of, thing, whatever. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of toxic kids uh, trying to one-up each other. Yep. I, I think that um, Shake collecting the Battlefield Earth cups oh. and doing it poorly, like, that. Th- that is the most, like, light bulb example, like, of shake for me like having a pretty good manifestation of like what adult adhd in 2022 looks like like did you ever see battlefield earth i never saw it i never did either because i I, john travolta in it doesn't it yeah it's travolta it was like travolta's first big flop movie it was like the first movie that travolta was in where everybody was like is john travolta okay i don't know um (laughs) Was he ever okay? No, yeah. and it's like that—that that is abundantly clear in the movie that he made with Fred Durst. Um, which Wait, Dur- oh no, I was about to say I was like Fred Durst was in Battlefield Earth. I'm like no. So there's a movie called Earth. The Fanatic that came out I think in 2020, um, made by Fred Durst, starring John Travolta and Devin Sawa. Um, and in the in the movie. Uh, Speaking of unlocking memories, Devin Sawa, holy shit. I know, right? What's he doing now? Um, well, he's really good in his in middle age at playing total dickheads. Um, in this yeah. in this movie, he's playing himself and he's playing like a caricatured, like um like f- shot ass famous person who's just like leave me alone. Um okay. and then John Travolta plays like a like an autistic super fan who like stalks him. And there's like it's a really fucking disturbing movie. There ends up being like a big, like spoiler here, there's, there ends up being like a big physical altercation between the two. And I won't spoil it further, but it's like no, a really I think I actually might watch this. That'd be awesome. Like pulling it up right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. I think it got panned critically because anything that Fred Durst does is going to. Um, yeah. For what he doesn't do, a la Sunoco Dayton, come on. <laughs> yeah, 
fucking god true every time i get up every time i get a date and show offer i'm like in the back of my head is like is it going to be in a sunoco with limp biscuit because i want that so like um i'm a mutual acquaintance with the guy that started that thing and uh so good (laughs) just because it's right there why not right um but i also kind of love that none of us have seen battlefield earth as we can call it that Battlestar earth bull crap and it makes me very yes exactly which is a great call back to the actual episode um there this this is the show on its sort of peak dialogue run still i don't know i i don't i don't know how long this dialogue run goes but it's the shit's fucking the quotes were coming out faster than i could write them down um the question is will i care (laughs) Uh, i have post-it notes in my other monitor just kind of like this one that one this one i just like make notes of it i just kind of had to like slap them on my monitor because there were so many it's so there's so many good ones in this one Uh, i'm thinking it's called the blair witch <laughs> there's the back and forth between Fry and Miwa. No, Miwa, the Brood Witch. <laughs> the uh, dude, when when Shake freaks out, it's it's such like I know we say it's like always like this season is quintessential Shake, but when he falls down that hole and he immediately is like, "Oh my God, there's spiders down here! Dracula's got my foot!" Like, and just immediately starts like panicking, panicking, and like at like making it sound escalating and by the time Frylock gets down there he's like already a bite into the sandwich he's yeah. like what yeah. it's a sandwich it's no big deal who cares what are you doing down here like he's immediately just like thrown off that anyone came down to help him in the first place it's a free and sandwich he- yeah <laughs> also the classic like shake shake continuing to be like this classic manipulator of like right. doing a big old like soccer flop and then just like in, whenever but when anybody turns their attention to him immediately being okay like that is such yeah. classic shake behavior yeah, and that's my whole head canon with this um with this uh show is that shake is like the original like um like the original bpd baddie like the original like toxic um toxic person right like so many of the things that are like archetypally toxic like manipulator person in uh 2022 are like exemplified by shake's behavior in this in this in this show and I think it's beautiful. Yeah. He even kind of like uh, makes it a little bit like unsavory at points. Un- not intended. Um, but uh, like, wolf it down, you dog. Come on, <laughs> dog. And just like, he go- takes him like wolf it down and just keeps like referring <laughs> on your blood. Fucking dog. <laughs> and, and, then, and then telling Fry, like, he's like, do you see what I told him? Just yeah. Told him. He's like right there. It's like, of course he did. Like, oh, it's so savage. It's meanwhile, meanwhile, with the great throw it back, though, he's like, oh, that's just Jerry. He was having a hard day. He <laughs> said you two met up. And immediately I got to know him. Throws it back. Hell no, man. That dude had an axe and shit. Like, <laughs> no, it wasn't cool in there. It was oh, so good. Dude, speaking of which, uh, Jerry, right? Like, visually, like, Shake shows up. It looks like Don Hertzfeld animation. Yes. And Jerry is plankton, like one thousand percent. Yeah, Dude. literally just plankton, like copy based. Only like he just like, doesn't have a little antenna. He just has a fucking crazy fucking axe. And oh um, my god, he nailed that. That's it's so yeah. true. Um, but like the thing is, like Mr. I, Sticks. I, dude, as, as I was kind of like um like watching this episode, I had this moment where I was like, wait a minute, 
is this just like Plankton, like Plankton's universe in which he made this cursed sandwich because he was trying to find the Krabby Patty recipe and then just fucked uh, up horribly. Ooh, I, that's the headcanon. That's the editorial stance here. I like that a lot. Thank you. Um, yeah, but we, we like, well I had this moment. I'm just like, dude, like, and he just, he has a buddy who's definitely just like a muted John Benjamin who looks like an estimation point, but like he just goes fucking like, the, he's just kind of like very like stoic and just like has to like kill anybody who tries to brood witch because he fucked up the Krabby Patty, man. Yeah. It's like his like, yeah, he's like in like some weird multi-dimensional hell or something like that and so he's like cooking food to try to get out of it i mean this is a great this is a great conspiracy theory right here yeah, I'm, I'm all about i'm all about anytime where i feel like those stone the spongebob guys would be kind of down with it too they'd be like no seriously that's canon like that's where we pulled it from yeah it's the spongebob universe where's the Aqua universe it looks vaguely underwater when they're down there in that weird like you yeah. know like like trippy kind of like alice in wonderland themed like checkerboard pattern like kind and they of have like the weird like twin peaks floor but it's like purple and fuzzy yes yeah i don't know sorry i had a moment it was like oh my god like all of these things were kind of colliding in my brain and you know maybe it's just oh, the millennial uh you know uh that needs to be the thumbnail for this episode it's just a picture of uh mr sticks and uh or jerry and uh and plankton next to each other like freaking master shake conspiracy theory that's 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 coming in hot um dude i think the the entire thing about fry having read about the brood witch in vogue for some reason but like not wanting to admit that it was vogue and like trying to pass it out as like pass it up as he like read about it in the bible like that is extremely like in this show we occasionally get very period piece things and like being a guy and not wanting to know people want not wanting people to know that you read vogue because you think it makes you gay is like a really 2003 thing and i love super 2003 and also oh pardon me sorry oh you're good alarm um but yeah like so um like Again, um, you have the rhetoric that is also Moe's lie detector test in The Simpsons talking about he went out on a date and ends up talking about how it was actually he was just reading the Sears catalog. Yeah. Like that like, dichotomy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's funny. Because it, it very much is. Like, because now it's like, I'll like freaking like, if I'm waiting in line at the supermarket and Vogue out of all the magazines is probably on that rack. Like I'm probably flipping through that one. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you? We're in 2003. It like, yeah, it would have like, you would have fucking, you've been like, oh, you freaking Sally or whatever, like trying to be like, you know, a, just a toxic guy to your friends instead of just being like, yeah, I'm like down with fashion, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna call on one of them covers. Like it's solid. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's really really funny that like there you we occasionally we do get like big especially because we're in nostalgia mode about this this period of time like heavy right now right like we're in like full scale like 97 to 03 nostalgia mode as a culture but there are certain aspects of it that were like way unambiguously worse i think like i i think that like a lot of life was tangibly worse in 2003 
um, right. because I feel like I was sentient enough to like remember like how scary shit actually was just at the macro that year but especially like it's like the fact that like it was just 100% okay to just like be homophobic like that's I'm glad that that's not a thing anymore and as we all like we're living in a really white bread far western Ohio farm town at the time like yeah. we all kind of saw that at you know all kinds of different levels as we are all spread apart age-wise like it's just yeah like it, yeah it's it's, yeah. it's totally the world now it's 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 nice to be able to have that chuckle about it I mean like Jim and I have like talked about that in other episodes when like this kind of stuff comes up in Aqua Team and to be able to like look back on it and be like damn we were fucking dicks like and just really shitty people back then yeah um and yeah. kind of be able to like feel better about it but it's still like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's fucking yeah it was just it was ridiculous yeah uh, well I think like on that note too like just that weird point in time I don't like speaking of you know being from a very white part of West Ohio um the part where they're talking about like how the brood witch is slathered with mayonnaise and uh later on Meatwad's like is it light mayonnaise that's right will get you i just oh that, that that like that is such a 2003 thing to say it drives me crazy like I oh just, yeah i, I remember post it right now like ah! i was the light mayo gang I, I i you know i like probably a record shattering amount of subway in 03 like 03 and 2010 were probably my peak subway eating years for various reasons i feel but like i, I had never, a at Subway, uh, you really didn't have a choice in the matter. It was, it was all light mayo, right? I I think no. So. They had they, they they had regular too. I would always yeah, say they had the diesel. Out. They had diesel mayo. Yeah, I remember that. Fucking a diesel. Okay. Yeah, mayo diesel. Yeah. Um, I tasted mustard. Yeah, Dijon mustard. <laughs> <laughs> the whole like as they there's get like no bacon. Their... There's no swine evil enough. <laughs> yeah, bacon is extra. <laughs> A bed, a bed of, bed of evil, evil and lettuce. Sit upon a bed of evil and lettuce. Also, I love how the brew witch is super like proud of that it was the their piece in vogue because he's like, our PR team is awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, if you think about it, like Vogue is like kind of a journalistic bastion right now. It makes total sense. Yeah. Again, one of the one of the very many things that this show forecasted correctly. I feel like this show was like, yeah, it's every episode we're talking about something that this show called out ahead of time, and like, yeah, it's weird how like Vogue is randomly one of the one of the last outposts of genuine journalism. <laughs> like, especially like Teen Vogue too. It's like the anti Playboy. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh... The Brute Witch also, I just looked at the Subway logo real quick, so I was like, it vaguely looks like the Subway logo, too. It does. Well, uh, especially, yeah, honestly, like, I gotta Google it. Okay, continue. The, like, the Subway word mark with, like, the long, it's it's mostly the, just, like, it has, like, the devil tail on the Y, and then it yeah. looks, and then, like, Subway always kind of, like, went with, like, that impacted font, so it always looked kind of, like, thick, like a sandwich or, like, a sub or something like that. Very uh, yeah. yeah. Give me. <laughs> I think it's so funny that Subway has done the Sub Subway has done the full '90s rebrand in terms of their logo, but oh, yeah. no, but they, but they they haven't done the '90s rebrand in terms of 
having the trapezoidal cut of their bread, so I'm not interested. Oh, dude, uh, I remember that. They used yeah. to be Yeah, that shit was fucking, that shit slapped. Yeah. I don't even give a shit, man. That when shit did was they stop out. doing that? And, and I'm like... It allowed for even distribution, but also the food wouldn't explode, and that was super rad. Yeah, yeah. it would all just, like, it would just continue to pack kind of down into the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Subway man. is is idiocracy in restaurant form, man. Like that, everything about that restaurant is so fucked up. Like the fact that their franchising rules are just like Calvin Ball. Like you can just like you're allowed to open a Subway infinitely close to another Subway, and so yeah, like, you could literally have a Subway next to a Subway, and their franchising fucking rules allow that. And okay. like, oh, wow. and they, not only that, but like new new franchisees are like encouraged to like like practice predatory and deceptive behavior like or or rather like when franchisees when they're recruiting new ones are like encouraged to be predatory and deceptive same theory it's fucking wild yeah eat fresh Um, guys i think it's incredible that um shake is boring and punish enough to just like bore the brood witch guy right like that's that's incredible um and i just think that it's like the entire premise of this episode being that like shake is too dumb and annoying to be overcome by even the most like even like a direct vector of hell reaching up into the world and trying to grab him like shake is too stubborn and dumb and annoying to be susceptible to that it's the classic like, hell, hell doesn't want me like or it's like heaven don't want me hell won't take me situation. yes exactly it's he, incredible he gets rambling and it's funny too because it's like it's almost like the leading because i'm pretty sure like that what is it the intelligence cube or whatever episodes coming up oh yeah the wisdom cube wisdom yeah cube. Like, and, and that episode in itself, like, I watched it because I was just like, you know, like, when I throw one of these on, then I'll just, like, end up watching, like, four or five more episodes because you can't help yeah, yourself. Of course. Uh, and, yeah, they're just, like, the rambling in that episode is, like, at a level that it's, like, shake, but it must have been, like, them just trying to take it to some kind of extreme because even shake gets bored of that guy. <laughs> and, yeah, but uh, he just, yeah, he's he's just on one in this episode like he just he won't stop talking like it's just the, the whole episode long and it's all the king of like that like like remixing what you're saying and then just throwing it back in your face you know like what it's a sandwich i'm down here eating it what do you get what's the problem like you know just like <laughs> right after like you you get asked about it i don't know it's a trip yeah, uh, yeah. and like for one thing, why is the sandwich duct taped to the ceiling? <laughs> so good. Like, uh, it, it's literally my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite part of the episode for sure. Um, I think that now is actually a good time to mention um, that we that we've partnered with Spencer's Gifts uh, for this episode, and we are going to be um, we're going to be doing a limited run of the Brood Witch Mobile. Um, <laughs> at spencer's where you're going to actually be able to get a uh, a foam rubber model of the the half beaten brood which duct duct tape and all to tank <laughs> the ceiling um 
And the cool thing is that, you know, since we're all about on this podcast, we're all about the deep surveillance state. Um, it actually doubles as a, uh, a, you can, you can connect it to your, your, your pre-existing uh, Aquatine um, Simply Safe camera system too. So if you've got, if you've got one of the Aquatine Simply Safe lawn ornaments, this, this ties in with that and provides, you know, more comprehensive surveillance while just looking like a dumb, a dumb tchotchke. So if I rolled over to someone's place and they had like a knockoff brood witch taped to their ceiling, I would be fairly impressed. I'd be Same. like, that's actually pretty dope. I think a high five. Um, yeah, I'm like, that is dedication to one of my favorite bits in Aquatine. I would, however, um, be careful because uh, if there are sun-dried tomatoes on there, they're definitely going to hell. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, I think that the the from where I sit, the funniest, the funniest thing, and sort of in keeping with the headcanon of this show, of this, of this podcast, I think the funniest thing about this episode um, is that the P.S. de resistance is the sun-dried tomatoes, right? Like that is the, that is the piece of the, the sandwich that um, Shake omits, therefore absolving himself. Because so good. everybody fucking knows... This, this, at this point, this wasn't even, we weren't even, in 2003, we weren't even at peak sun-dried tomatoes, but sun-dried tomatoes crossed the chuggy frontier so much faster than basically anything else. Like, sun-dried tomatoes had already, like, been beaten to death by, like, waspy fucking petty bourgeois motherfuckers by, like, 2011, right? They were sort of, like, the first things to, like, to, again, cross that frontier into being just, like, yeah. Um, these hackneyed, you know, butt of the joke kind of kind of things. And I think that that's, again, one of the themes being the show having a lot of foresight about those kinds of things. Pretty fun. It was a really hacky, it is like a really hacky ingredient. For yeah, food. it is. Like, I, I see sun-dried tomatoes on anything on a restaurant menu and I'm like already judging it. A hundred percent, dude. This in in the year of our large twenty twenty two. Are you kidding me? Like I was already on that shit in twenty fourteen, and everything sucked in twenty fourteen. Like, yeah. <laughs> fucking like you elite chachki motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Oh so, yeah, it's really that, pretentious. I've been veg since like oh six, and sometimes are kind of a jams. But I also understand when uh, Meat Mod was like he's talking about. I don't want them raisins. I'm like, yeah, totally. They're fucking tomato raisins. Yeah, they are tomato the, raisins. Is he in the raisins? Shut up, I don't know. He just <laughs> it's, really mad at the questioning. Coming from you, I was like, ah, like, oh, whatever, I don't care anymore. He walks away. And I just like, I know that it's just purely for me. It's just like, okay, like, umami, get on that. But like, or like, they need acid, whatever. But like, yeah, like, I just, the, them raisins line fucking killed me, man. Oh, in them raisins? It's peak meatwad. Um, no that but let me be clear uh let me be clear um the the fucking it's not that sun-dried tomatoes are like abjectly bad oh no they, you don't have to defend them it's absolutely fine they're fucking hilarious but also no, they, they, <laughs> it's, it's the the main problem with sun-dried tomatoes is the fact that there was a period of time where like they were the they were like the culinary sort of like cliche right they were like, yeah. they're, they're, like they're the, the biggest fucking they're truffle oil they are milkshake ipas they, they are they were they were pre-avocado toast like oh, yeah they are definitely subway's avocado, but yeah. like like late aughts 
Although yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, because now somebody would be like, oh, yeah, we can put like freaking like artisan guacamole on your freaking sandwich. But back then it was sun-dried tomatoes. Uh, you got the artisan guacamole. Um, I, I, here's the, my, maybe, maybe a toxic trait for me is that I, I will defend avocado toast until the day that I die. Not avocado toast that costs $15 for no reason, but oh, if you can good, get it at home all the time, it's great. Yeah. If you can make it at home or go to a place that has like a, a avocado toast for under $5, like that's the, that's the fucking jam. No, um, I, have, I get that everything bagel seasoning from uh, Trader yeah. Joe's and put on avocado toast. It's like, it's all in. Like, just, Oh yeah, dude. Uh, so Barry's Bagels uh, definitely has everything, everything seasoning now. And I'm just like, is this the new avocado toast? Some kind of, oh. some of that like, yeah. that, like culinary, like basic Voltron shit. Like I'm here for it, man. Yeah, yeah, I think I would put the I would put everything bagel seasoning above sun-dried tomatoes significantly higher in the the bullshit bourgeois freaking food food advertising fucking scheme that we're dealing running here. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Soups. Yeah, but it's, it's on that. I would say it's on that level, though. Like, yeah. for sure, every every like every sort of season of culture, every three to five year cultural vibe period has has the hacky food things, right? Like, we just so happen to be in the era of like everything but the bagel seasoning, and how with the sweet analog to to that is right now. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? Um... Oh, the sweets like the artisan, like the artisan ice cream now, like salt and straw, the based out of here, yep. are like yep. now like franchising all across the country. So you yeah, can have and also, like, yeah, flavored fucking vanilla right, ice cream and shit. Also yeah. caramel, like, man. It's just also caramel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Jenny is like a, you know, Jenny Britton Bauer invented that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, that that's Columbus hubris, and I'm joking completely about it. But yeah. You know my heart belong in Ohio, so I'm like. <laughs> but, I was. Yeah, I really, I have no loyalties to stuff. I I was uh, <laughs> I was at I was at um, Van Leeuwen in Brooklyn um, the day that they launched the Kraft Mac and Cheese ice cream, and I I was vegan already at the time, so I didn't get a chance to try it, but it was really funny because like it was an hour into the launch and it was already like very clear that it was flopping and it was just, it was good. Cause it's like, how the fuck that's a bridge too far, man. You're just making jokes at this point. Like how yeah. the fuck are you going to make a Mac and cheese ice cream? Yeah. You're doing like flaming hot Mountain Dew at that point. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe we're like in this like new like freaking like white trash renaissance of like really crappy food flavors like entering our atmosphere. Like, well, freaking. There is that ranch restaurant in St. Louis. Yeah. Which I'm fucking here for. Yeah, ranch, I'm kind of here for that. <laughs> ranch is incredible, and I want. Honestly, it kind of just seems like you know, like very like Midwest is the best. We're taking over, man, which is entirely possible because there are a lot of us, but. Well, yeah, and I mean, this is, it's sort of like, I feel like culturally, it is a sort of an amuse-bouche for like, everybody over the next 20 years is going to be moving to the fucking Midwest. Um, and I, and I, actually, I actually think that it's better that the Midwest does some cultural, some outward facing cultural agenda setting now, because the last thing that we would want is for like, 
people from the coasts to come here and like run roughshod over the coast, which wouldn't happen actually, because like Midwest culture is like much more sturdy than whatever bullshit they have out. Like with the exception of, I, I, I really do. I'm not just saying this because you're in the sound of my voice. <laughs> Portland, it, Portland is the big exception to that. Like Portland has actually been a cultural, um, cultural mover and shaker, but I've spent, I spend a lot of time in New York and LA and the mm-hmm. the extent to which those um places don't actually produce culture they just produce hype is wild yeah, yeah. i mean they are the epitome of the hype beasts man yeah. yeah uh that said like i mean it's it's funny like i like so often i'll get asked to like where i'm from and i'll say ohio and they're like oh man that must have sucked i'm like no like I'll probably end up back there one day. Yeah. Like I have no no qualms with it whatsoever. I just like somehow ended up out here. I mean, Ohio it's great. Be- and it's Ohio a great place. Ass. Their, their cultural like relevance, but like at the same time, dude, the Midwest was is is just fine, and it gets such a shitty rap sometimes. But you know, it's it, you know you leave Portland and it gets like you know like like really quick dude and it's a lot of the same people we dealt with you know in in northwest ohio and shit like that too but like even more freaking hilljack back asswards and so um you know like i think like you know they want to hold themselves on a high horse like it's so much better but i'm like it's it's really adjacent it's adjacent like it's 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 not really that far off and y'all are just on a different coast on the coastline that's it like but i do call columbus portland ohio for that very reason <laughs> it's very much true it, it, it really is true though true. Dude. like it it has like all the the marks yeah yeah if it wasn't for like because like we don't really have like a big school in the city like portland state university of portland are barely attended you so, know yeah, so it's like, ohio state it kind of becomes a little bit different but otherwise columbus is like well, on the same place. yeah columbus is also very uh we're a test market so uh based on bird which it's very like you're dumb eat this and uh yeah. you're dumb eat this is a great, is a great line from the show it's so good but um, um it's also like like the the duct tape bird witch on the ceiling i'm always like man like you can listen to the episode and Shake was clearly just watching porno and like he gets so distracted by the brood witch the entire time and I'm like oh my god like I I don't know man I just it's very like Ohio and very like test market like hey man like the sandwich is pretty fucking good and I just I don't know man I that that line like you're dumb eat this like totally got me and it, it, it rings true. <laughs> you know what, you know what fucks me up is that like, there isn't, there isn't a sub, there isn't a submarine sandwich chain that has enough like Taco Bell vibes to do a brood witch. But if they were like, if there were a, if there were a sub sandwich chain that had like Taco Bell Burger King vibes, oh, we yeah. would have, we would have had a brood oh. witch by now. We would have had if a novelty. If they had their shit together, they would have fucking totally jumped on it. Yeah, like, I mean, fucking Wendy's is like sponsoring Rick and Morty's now. Like, right? Yeah, they're like the the it, it's right there to be had, and you yeah. probably you'd at least get fucking eight bucks out of me. 
Like at least I'd go like one time I try like, yeah. like there's no way I'm not going to knock out this novelty and put it on Instagram. So, you know, the, but the, the thing about just sort of in conclusion, the thing about me <laughs> is that I'm like always craving, I'm like always craving a submarine sandwich and I'm extra craving one now. And so I'm, I'm going to like have to go get one tomorrow. <laughs> also, okay. It's a South Jersey, man. It's going to be a hoagie. Like, yeah. And it comes from the Midwest, man. It does not come from Jersey or anywhere around it or the East coast, man. True. This like, is a true point. Yeah. Otherwise it would have been like, I don't know, like Luciferian hoagie or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, their PR team was so good, and they got that piece involved. Yeah. <laughs> the brood witch is 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 like visibly constructed like a hoagie, though, which I think is beautiful. Um, it's although, giving it's giving hoagie. Although it's I, Italian bread, not stretchy, man. That's all I'm saying. It's true. <laughs> no i mean it's it's a lot thinner bread like and, and it's uh yeah it's a lot thinner of a loaf whereas like the hoagie roll like whenever i go visit my brother in philadelphia we get like hoagies like it's just yeah. like that it's got that extra wide on it you know it's like the, uh, yeah it's like the 90s subway but like minus the uh the little bread wedge on top it's kind of just like yep you're gonna fold in half Bread's i fucking i fucking love a hoagie thinking about them now uh, <laughs> oh yeah i gotta get a damn sandwich I gotta do it. It's gonna be like the the objective a number one to, tomorrow is just get bread full of vegetables. <laughs> bread missile. Can't fucking wait. Some little um, vinegar on it. Get some good Italian dressing. Yep, that's yeah. the move. That is the move. Well, here, I'll take you to I'll take you to one of my favorite uh, sandwich shops, which also has a great name. It's called Taste Ticklers. Hell yeah. And it borderline has the Broodwitch logo on its uh as its uh. As its illustration on the, on the sign, taste ticklers. That's incredible. Yeah, they're great. They're like a little like Viet sandwich shop. They're great. Oh, that rules! I love a Viet sandwich, man. Yeah. Well, shit, guys, this has been fantastic. I appreciate you guys making some time for me. This is. Of course. I'm glad uh, we got to do it. Yeah. Um, thanks, everybody. Stay with us. Watch the episode because this shit is good. Yeah. Crap on a pita. It's good, man. <laughs> yeah i would like i would like to lick this episode again I, I yeah thought I, 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 yeah i'm gonna lick that lick that sandwich uh, that boy has mine <laughs> peace Good seeing y'all. later